it's time to head to the cinema and talk movies with Graham Tuckett. Apparently, he, uh, hello, Graham. How are you? Hey, Charlotte. Fantastic. Who could hear voice? Uh, I understand that you've got a few movies that you might want us to check out over the weekend. That's not Barbie or not a Bahama. <laughs> I tell you, I'm just going to put a tiny, tiny plug in for the New Zealand International Film Festival because I know um, with us, Auckland and Wellington folks, the festival has rolled out. But if you are in the South Island, especially Christchurch, Dunedin, obviously it's still you're very much in the thick of it. If you are in Dunedin and you want to see uh, misinformation, uh, Gwen Isaac's film about the amazing Susie Wiles, I heartily recommend it. Like one of the best New Zealand made documentaries I've seen in years. It starts in about 20 minutes at the Rialto in Dunedin and according <laughs> run, to the run. website there's still, there's still one or two tickets left. So if you want to go and see that, go and see that. Also Dunedin people, um, tomorrow night is the Dunedin premiere of the documentary uh, of the King Loser documentary. And I think seeing that film about that band in In Dunedin, Dunedin. which was like their not quite hometown, but adopted hometown, Mm. I think will be, that's at half past eight tomorrow in Dunedin. I think that will be one of the screenings of the year. So Dunedin people, just get off the couch, turn me off right away and go down to Rialto, see misinformation, but also go and see King Loser tomorrow night. There's two amazing New Zealand stories. Excellent recommendations. How many New Zealand international films did you see, Graham? Not enough. I um, It turns out that I, I just got absolutely slammed with almost everything else. I did see almost the whole slate of New Zealand documentaries, well which made me really, really happy because I don't know about you, I find as I... As I become an older gentleman, I just get so much more interested in documentaries and kind of less interested in fiction. Like, it doesn't matter how good a film is, about 10 minutes into it, I go, yeah, but they're just making this up. <laughs> Whereas if I see, like, a great biopic or a great documentary, I'd rather watch an average documentary than a great piece of fiction these days. I don't know why. Maybe that it's is, age. That is really interesting. Um, speaking of documentaries, I saw the Little Richard documentary oh, in the New I, Zealand International Film I, Festival. I'm crying out for that. Oh. It's it, it sold out in Wellington in seconds. Yes, I would recommend. Well, it will hopefully you know be released further down the line. But I have yeah. had a few tiny, tiny birds on my shoulder tell me that it might be um it could be coming back on general release. I Is it just? It it's such a crucial story, like the the actual foundation of rock and roll. Yeah, totally. And he was so forgotten about because of the way he dressed and acted and his sexuality. Yeah, it's such a brilliant documentary. Yeah, you know, just like, actually, let's resurrect the, the black and queer roots of rock and roll and put them back on the pedestal where they deserve to be, you know? Yes, yes, love it. Well, Graham, tell us um, what movies are you going to recommend to us this week? Other uh, movies. Let's talk, I mean, obviously, from the sublime to the ridiculous, let's talk <laughs> an R16 movie with a couple of talking dogs, shall we, Charlotte? <laughs> This is this um, Strays. This is Strays. Oh, yes. Sorry, I thought they were that first on the list. Yeah. Strays stars. All you need to know is it's it's kind of a really, really good send-up of um, a dog's purpose. And I think there was a one called A Dog's Way Home. Like, there's a little micro-genre, and you usually get one or two a year. It'll be some adorable pet Labrador gets lost 500 miles from home, always in North America. And um, you know, it finds its way back. The dog somehow narrates the story for you, which is kind of, kind of saccharine and also hilarious. It usually has to fight a bear and it befriends a cat or something, and eventually tears tears as the credits roll. Doggy makes its way back to the family house. So that's like a little uh, mainly North American subgenre of movies. What Will Ferrell, Jamie Foxx, 
and writer Dan Perot, who's responsible for that brilliant mockumentary series, American Vandal. They have done the greatest send-up of that genre of all time. It's called Strays. It stars Will Ferrell, Jamie Foxx, um, Isla Fisher, who's amazing, uh, Randall Park, another ama- great American comic talent who came through like Community, and I think he came up through Parks and Rec as well. Everyone seems to have. Um, as the voices of a gang of four dogs, they get around their best mate, their new best mate, Reggie, who's a little border terrier who's been ditched by his absolutely hopeless no-hoper of an owner. And Reggie, the border terrier, first wants to get home because he loves his owner. And then he sort of has a, a moment of a, a moment of clarity, a flash of realization that his owner is actually a complete waste of space who deliberately ditched him. So then he wants to go back and take revenge on him in a way that I really couldn't say during the daylight hours of, of RNZ. <laughs> so it's like it is the lost dogs tr- making their way across North America to get back to their owner story, but completely turned on, on its head into a classic R16 stoner comedy. With, yes, and it's he, funny you say R16 because I watched the trailer and I didn't pick up the adult tones. Now that's funny because I only saw the trailer. I've only seen the trailer the once, and the first time it dropped, I can't think of the movie I was in, mm. but it was an R-rated movie. Oh. So we got the R-rated trailer. Now I'd seen the poster and I was like, oh god, someone's made another cute dog finds its way home story because that's all the poster tells you. Then the trailer drops and it's f bomb here and <laughs> and you just I was like. Holy hell, this isn't the film I thought it was going to be. And you suddenly realise, it's like, pardon the pun, but this is Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx off the leash. And they are <laughs> improvising, and it just with just with uh, the, the, the dialogue earns it an R16 all by itself. So you recommend Strays? Look, if you're in the mood, if what I've just said to you appeals and you really are in the mood for a, a great slacker comedy um, which earns every inch of that R16 rating about lost dogs finding their way home, then <laughs> I I have the film for you. It's called Strays, and you will love it just as much as the crowd in Lower Hut I saw with it yesterday. Oh, that's so good. It reminds me of that movie in the 80s, or perhaps it was the 90s, Look, Who Talk- Look Who's Talking, oh. where they had the, the babies being voiced by famous actors. Look, I know there's a writer's strike on Charlotte, but if anyone in North America is listening, if you want to do like an R16 totally realistic of what babies are actually thinking version of look who's talking <laughs> and earn yourself that red sticker i think there's a there's a there's gap a market. there's a gap in the market there and charlotte gets 10 percent. okay <laughs> all right so strays is out now um, what else have you seen uh, mysterious ways is just beautiful this is an independent new zealand made drama it is set in auckland tamaki makarau it has where, where's my notes here's my notes um it's based in a church. Or, yes, yeah, yes, I watched the trailer for this too and it looked beautiful. Mysterious Ways comes from New Zealand-based, I think he's English director, but um, he's one of ours now. He's called Paul Oramland. Um, very, very highly renowned, um, mainly British-based documentary director with Mysterious Ways. He's making his second feature. It's a story of a uh, English or Pelagi uh, Pakia Anglican vicar. He has he's in a long term, very stable relationship with his Pacifica partner, um, and then he announces that the two of them want to get married. They want to have a same sex marriage, and he wants to do it within the church, which he's the vicar of. And that suddenly is a bit of a bridge too far, even for people within the church, and also for people within the Pacifica community who, up until that point, have been 
at the very least supportive, suddenly the idea of actually holding a church wedding brings all the issues back to the surface again and you get some genuine schisms in well-established religious and Pacifica communities and families sort of fall apart. There is a falling apart. Um, Paul Oramland has managed to write this in a way that stays really, not light-hearted, but it maintains a lightness of tone. It never becomes the heavy or distressing film that it could, even though it occasionally deals with you know distressing incidents. Um, he's got, he's really, really well served by his cast. Um, English actor Richard Short, who was in um, the Cohen Brothers or the uh, one of the Cohen's adaptation of the tragedy of Macbeth a few years back. Um, and Samoan actor Nick Afoa, who is making his um, film debut here, but he was in the West End cast of The Lion King playing Simba. So he's got some serious dramatic chops and, spoiler alert, some serious singing chops as well. Um, there's also uh, Michael Hurst, you know, actually absolute stalwart of New Zealand stage and screen. Tereda turns up as a late night talk show host or talk show host and does it spookily well. Uh, Becky McEwen from Shortland Street and a newcomer who I hadn't seen before who absolutely steals every scene he's in called Joe Malu uh, Folau as... He sort of turns up as somebody or other's cousin, but by the end of the film, you're wondering whether he actually was some sort of divine intervention and maybe God himself has decided to get involved. The other oh. thing I'll say about uh, Mysterious Ways, look, I don't know what it was shot for. Look, it's, it's a self-funded film. I assume it had a tiny, tiny budget. But the director of photography is an Auckland man called Grant McKinnon, who also shot the feature um, Bellbird a couple of years back. And he has... He's made the film look like a million bucks, even though there's absolutely no way the budget of the film was a million bucks. He's really like, um, he's a, he was a very, very clever uh, gaffer and lighting designer back in the day. He moved mm -hmm. into cinematographer some years ago. And stuff he turns his hand to, he's just superb. And him being here superb on what I assume was a micro budget. Like The Mysterious Ways does not look like a cheap film. It, it looks like a genuine mid-budget, well-made New Zealand feature with a lot more funding than it actually had. Uh, likewise, the art director and designer here is Shane Radford, who has been a legend of New Zealand cinema all the way back to Once Were Warriors, mm -hmm. up through Return um, Lord of the Rings. And he's decided to, you know, jump pitch in and help out for, again, a hundredth of what he would normally get to spend. Um, to make Mysterious Ways look as good as it could. So if you like the sound of the story, it is on in, I found screenings in Auckland, Dunedin, I think, New Plymouth, Palmerston North. Doesn't seem to be on in Wellington at the moment. I'm going to say, come on, my friends at the, the penthouse and the lighthouse and the Roxy, like get off the couch and book this film because it'll find an audience and it deserves an audience. Um, what else can I say about it? Yeah, if you've got any interest at all in how to make a, a feature film with a tiny budget look like a, a feature film with a reasonable budget, go and see Mysterious Ways and pick their pocket of ideas because this is an object lesson in how to make an inexpensive film look like a million bucks. Liked it very much. Oh, fantastic, Graham. And just quickly, uh, you had another... Um, quickly on Jules. Jules, yeah. yeah. Look, Jules stars Sir Ben Kingsley, I mean Gandhi of all people, as a sort of pensioner who's getting on a bit, um, well into his, I think he's, he's called 78 years old in the film. He lives in a small town, not too, in sort of, uh, in sort of rural Pennsylvania. 
Um, he's obviously, you know, not every single marble is there, but he's still reasonably acute. And he turns up at the town hall meeting, which he attends every week or every month, to have a bit of a complaint about the fact that the pedestrian crossings aren't where they should be. And he says, oh, by the way, a spaceship crashed in my backyard last night. And an alien got out, and we've been we've been chatting, and I fed it apples, and it ruined my azaleas. <laughs> and you know, obviously, his friends in the audience kind of look around and they think, ah, oh, so um, Milton might finally have you know the kangaroos have really gotten to the top paddock now. <laughs> and they, you know, his two best uh, woman friends of his age go round to meet, and sure enough, there is actually a UFO that's crashed in Milton's backyard, and there is a little alien who they christened Jules. And the film unwinds over the next 85, 90 minutes as kind of like, I was going to say like a seniors do E.T. sort of film. <laughs> um, do you know, when I saw it, I thought that same thing. It's, it, 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 it's like it, an E.T. story, but for, for older people. Thinking about it a couple of days later, I thought it's, it, it sticks so closely to the beats of E.T. that it's mm. very, But just as E.T. had something quite poignant to say about childhood. Yes, and single and, pa- and, and single parenthood and all of that and that sort of coming of age. So I think Jules very much pulls the same trick for an for a senior generation. It has some really lovely things to say about loneliness and isolation within senior communities. Um, director Mark Turtletub is far better known as a producer, but he's got films like Little Miss Sunshine on his slate mm-hmm. as a producer. He's a um, he's made a. A, no- a really funny knockabout comedy that has got an absolute heart of gold to it. And it was a, I found it a lot more moving than I actually thought it was going to. So, Jules, again, hardly recommend that. Yeah, I think even in the trailer of that, I felt a bit teary at the end of it. It oh, looks it, quite emotional. It, def- it really, really earns it. Um, yeah. Jane Curtin from Can You Ever Forgive Me and Harriet Sanson Harris from The Phantom Thread guest star in that. But it, it very much it is Ben Kingsley's film. Yeah. Oh, Graham Tucker, thanks for the excellent recommendations of films to watch this weekend. Good to talk. And uh, have a wicked, uh, yeah, rest of your weekend. He was uh, reviewing, Graham Tucker was reviewing Jules, and the first film he spoke about was Mysterious Ways. Um, That's the local New Zealand film. And then Strays. Oh, yeah, that was the first one he spoke about, about the dogs. Um, The dogs voiced by very famous people like Jamie Foxx and Will Ferrell.